Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, March 16th, 3.04 p.m. Broadcasting high atop the campus of the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries. KHMG, 88.1 FM. Barragata Guam, glad to have you with us today. Our little live local talk and variety program every Friday afternoon can be heard here on 88.1 FM or at khmg.org. 3 to 5 p.m. is the live broadcast, but if you ever miss part of the show, noon to 2 on Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. on Sunday nights, catch us on The Rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. So you can listen to the whole show again, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., as you're driving about, picking up the kids from soccer, heading to the grocery store, running errands, maybe headed to work, headed home from work, or just sitting around the house and you're looking for something entertaining, great alternative. We hope that this fills that void in your life. Some of you might be heading home from car line right now. Just picked your kids up and you're in traffic. Half a day to you. Hopefully this is entertaining for you and the kiddos as they sit in the car with you and keeps them all from being too rowdy so you don't lose your cool before the weekend even starts. Hey, spring break is starting, by the way, for Harvest Christian Academy students. Next week, no school for Harvest Christian Academy kids. Those sitting in the cars with their parents right now are thrilled. Mom and dad might have mixed emotions, maybe happy that they don't have to bring the kids to school every morning, but you all get trapped in the condo for a couple days together and all of a sudden, driving the kids to Carline doesn't sound like such a bad thing. I've been there, been there for many years. So glad to have you with us today. You can always find us online, khmg.org. You can download the podcast of this show and many other great shows we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. And let us know you're listening by going to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Give us a little thumbs up, follow us, subscribe. And uh, you'll get notified anytime we upload something new to our website or we want to send you an article or a song. Our Facebook page, we're constantly updating it. Sometimes we'll put pictures even of what's happening here at the KHMG studios or around about. We also have an Instagram page. Find us, Harvest Family Radio on Instagram. You can follow us there as well. So a lot of different ways for you to stay connected with us. And we like to hear from you. You can always visit the studio. We're on the third floor directly above the hub. Here at the Harvest Ministries campus, open during regular business hours, Monday through Friday. Next week, we're going to be on a little bit of a skeleton crew because it is spring break. So Sebastian is going to be running the radio station solo. So that'll be fun for him and for everyone else, I am sure. Hey, it is the month of March. March 16th, to be exact, on the day of the live broadcast. And... The month of March has a number of monthly observances, including, but not limited to, Hemophilia Month, Honor Society Awareness, Humorists Are Artists Month, International Ideas Month, International Listening Awareness, Mirth Month, International Mirth Month, Irish American Heritage Month, because of St. Patrick's Day is this month, Kidney Month, Lent began on Ash on Ash Wednesday and runs all the way until March 29th. Mad for Plaid, probably connected somehow to the Irish heritage. Uh, let's see. Malignant Hyperthermia Awareness and Training Month. Middle Level Education. Music in Our Schools. 
national athletic trainers, and national caffeine awareness. Yes, I am aware of caffeine. Hopefully, we'll become even more personally aware when the hub brings us our free drinks for our What's in the Coffee segment. As far as months go, there's just a lot happening in the month of March. Now, there are also a number of weekly observances. Let me read you a few on this list provided to me by none other than Bob the Librarian, our favorite librarian, and no stranger to the listening audience. Let's see. Since today is the 16th, today is the beginning of Sherlock Holmes weekend. Hey, that sounds like a great way to spend the weekend. Sherlock Holmes. Also, it's American Chocolate Week starts on Sunday. Consider Christianity Week starts on Sunday. Health Information Professionals Week. National Button Week. National Inhalant and Poisons Awareness Week also starts on the 18th. World Folk Tales and Fables Week is the 18th through the 24th. Act Happy Week starts on the 19th. National Animal Poison Prevention Week. National Fix-A-Leak Week is on the 19th as well. Introverts Week begins on the 19th. Welderly Week, it's like well elderly, I believe, 19th through the 25th as well. And then the Cherry Blossom Festival starts on the 20th through April 5th. So a number of things happening this next week, and uh, you can celebrate as many of those as you feel led to. And it being the 16th, there are some special observances today, including... Uh, Let's see. Evacuation Day observed in Massachusetts. Freedom of Information Day. Goddard Day. I believe that's the Robert Goddard who invented the rocket. Uh, Let's see here. National Artichoke Hearts Day. That's a good day. Everything You Do is Right Day. Panda Day. St. Erho Day. And World Sleep Day. Tomorrow, Campfire Girls Day. Corn Beef Day. Cabbage Day. Corn Beef and Cabbage Day. International Sports Car Racing Day. Maple Syrup Saturday, ooh, and Corn Dog Day, and Quilting Day. So many amazing days all in one. Uh, play the Recorder Day, you don't need to really do that. St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Submarine Day and Worldwide Quilting Day. You know, my sister, she's really big in quilting. She actually works at a quilting mecca in Virginia where they people come from all over to do quilting retreats and take quilting classes. She she loves that. Uh, the 18th, Forgive Mom and Dad Day. Yes, and you can start celebrating that early if you like. National Awkward Moments Day, Biodiesel Day, Oatmeal Cookie Day, and Supreme Sacrifice Day on the 18th. The 19th, Act Happy Day, Clients Day. Uh, let's see here. Let's Laugh Day, Chocolate Caramel Day, Poultry Day. Iraqi Freedom Day is on the 19th. St. Joseph Day. Swallows return to San Juan Capistrano Day. The 20th, uh, let's see here. Mm, Great American Meat Out. I think that's uh, where people don't eat meat for that day on the 20th. Not going to practice that one there. International Day of Happiness. Uh, let's see. Earth Day. Frank Francophony Day. Kiss Your Fiance Day. Agriculture Day. Jump Out Day. Native American uh Awareness, let's see, Ravioli Day, Proposal Day, Snowman Burning Day, Spring Equinox, or Equinox, is also the 20th, UN French Language Day, and Won't You Be My Neighbor Day. I think that's uh, Mr. Rogers' Mr. Rogers reference there. The 21st, Brain Injury Awareness Day, California Strawberry Day, Education Freedom Day. Uh, let's see, 
The International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination is on the 21st. Also, the International Day of Forests and the Trees. Mm, National Common Courtesy Day. National Flower Day. Fragrance Day. French Bread Day. Rosie the Riveter Day. Single Parents Day. W.E. Day. World Down Syndrome Day is the 21st. And World Poetry Day and World Puppetry Day. The 22nd, As Young As You Feel Day. Data Innovation Day, International Day of the Seal, National Bavarian Crepes Day, Goof Off Day, Water Day, and World Water Day, to name a few. Now, there are a number of other things happening as well, but you get the gist. There's a lot going on in the month of March. Today, for example, I made up my own observance day. So there's all these lists. I don't know where they all come from. Some of them are probably, you know, just shameless self-promotions of businesses. But uh, today I decided that today is dress like you work in a radio station day. That's that's the new observance for March 16th, dress like you work in a radio station day. The uh, way you celebrate this day, first off, is you wear some form of Dockers or knockoff brand Dockers. Um, you know, a, a, some type of knit polo shirt, or a, an untucked, uh, barely ironed island shirt, uh, t-shirt underneath, of course, and a belt, some kind of dark socks, some type of semi-casual dress shoes, but not necessarily, you know, full-blown running shoes. And uh, that's pretty much dressed like you work in a work in a radio station. You can wear running shoes. I've seen it depends on if you're from the Northwest or not. Northwest people, they can wear running shoes on that day, you know, different cultural implications but yeah so it's dressed like you work in a radio station day so everyone that comes in here later who doesn't realize that that's the observance that we've created for today i'm going to analyze to see if they're celebrating it properly or not so as lawrence and sebastian come in we'll see if they're celebrating national dress like you work in a radio station day so now we're going to take a short break because we have harvest highlights to air for you and it's always fun to listen to the interviews with the kids and the recognitions of all the different special things that are going on at Harvest Christian Academy. So stick around. You're listening to Live Till 5. We have another hour and 45 minutes of the show on this Friday, March 16th, 3.15 p.m. here at KHMG. More Live Till 5 after this short break. back with a little more live till five i'm your host jared baldwin it's friday march 16th 321 p.m here at the khmg studios glad to have you with us on this sunny yet breezy friday afternoon spring break has sprung it's sprung broke because it's spring break in past tense get it so it's sprung and it's broke instead of spring break it's spring spring break sprang as they would say down south hey Lawrence is on his way up. So in the meantime, I have a little segment I like to call Happy Little Accidents. I get the ideas, the inspiration from a book that Helen provided for us, Faithful Listener. 
It's a book written by Charlotte Foltz Jones. Accidents may happen. 50 inventions discovered by mistake. This little invention is not really an invention, but it falls under the category of patriotic accidents. Before radio, TV, and the daily newspapers, bells were an important part of the community. They warned of attacks by enemies, announced births and deaths, and called people to meetings to worship and to school. In 1751, the Pennsylvania Province Assembly ordered a bell to be made and hung in the new state house. Unfortunately, the bell they received in September 1752 cracked the first time it was tested. You would think they would have tested it before they shipped it. But anyway, the bell was recast twice before it was hung in the state house steeple. In 1753, it rang on important national occasions and to mark the birthdays and deaths of important people. In 1835, the bell cracked again. I had no idea about this. It cracked again while tolling the death of Chief Justice John Marshall. It was muffled and rung several times after that, but in 1846, it was permanently silenced. There is still debate about whether the bell's crack was caused by the casting error or improper handling during shipping. Whatever mistake was responsible, the resulting crack has made the Liberty Bell the most famous bell in the world. A cracked bell that can't be rung has become the symbol of America. Today, the bell stands in Independence Hall in Philadelphia. More than 1.8 million visitors see and touch it every year. I've been able to see it, and I believe I got to touch it. And they have these little brass pins, basically, that they put into the crack and kind of pound it out to keep the crack from spreading any worse. Here are some other flabbergasting facts from the same book here. The Liberty Bell weighs about 2,080 pounds. So you can see how they could have maybe had a hard time in in, uh, transit. It's 12 feet in circumference. It contains 70% copper, 25% tin, and small amounts of lead, zinc, arsenic, gold, and silver. The original yoke was made of slippery elm. The inscription from the Bible, Leviticus 25.10, Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. The name Liberty Bell came in 1839 from a Boston anti-slavery group called the Friends of Freedom. Liberty does not refer to America's religious or political liberty, but to African-Americans' liberation from slavery. Another mistake. On the bell, the word Pennsylvania was spelled P-E-N-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A. When the bell was recast, the spelling error was kept for sentimental reasons. Wow. I learned a lot on my own show. I can't imagine how great it is for all the listeners. Oh, maybe I can imagine the level of greatness. Might not be as much as I imagine. Anyway, hey, here's a random, just totally random. I'm going to start doing these random things. I know that our regular listeners, uh, some of them, Randomness drives them crazy. They're listening for one little segment, and when that segment's over, they're done. Other people, the randomness, they're sitting on the edge of their seats because they're kind of hoping hoping that in the midst of randomness that I really put my foot in my mouth, so to speak. So, in the spirit of randomness, I'm going to start doing random jobs and what they pay. Random jobs and what they pay. And this one here is a very interesting one. A highway maintenance worker's salary. Sizable majority of, this is from payscale.com, I believe. Sizable majority of highway maintenance workers in the United States are men. 
In this role, average pay is around $17.12 per hour. Medical benefits are awarded to a strong majority, and most of them also have dental care. So the hourly rate ranges between $12.13 an hour to $25.65 an hour. Overtime then would be about $19.11 to $45.69 an hour, depending on how much overtime you get. Total pay per year, highway maintenance workers make between $25,861 to $60,921. Job description of a highway maintenance worker. Highway maintenance workers are responsible for maintaining highways. Yeah. Uh, so they are safe for drivers to use. Different maintenance workers may have different tasks. Some may be expected to clear waste and debris, while others may perform construction work, especially relating to freeways. Some common duties of the job include sealing cracks, removing snow, cleaning freeways, installing signs, performing repairs, and they generally work under the supervisor who assigns duties on a daily basis. So they do a lot of different things. I was thinking about the guys that just turn the flag. They just have a, a like a, a sign that says slow or stop back and forth. Very common in the States. Not so much here. We don't have as much traffic as well. Pay by the experience for a highway maintenance worker has positive trend. An entry-level highway maintenance worker with less than five years of experience can expect to earn an average total compensation of $33,000 based on a 75 sa- the 75 salaries provided by anonymous users. Average total compensation includes tips, bonuses, and overtime pay. So, and then uh, if you're going to do it for a lifelong career, you can average about 42000 a year. Not too bad. Uh, let's see here. It's a challenging job, I'm sure. I, I'm sure it's a challenging job. And it's somewhat seasonal. So depending on where you are in the States, if you think about it, here in Guam, you could work as a highway maintenance worker for... 12 months out of the year for the most part, maybe in the rain a little bit. But if you were in the States, of course, it would be freezing cold. Sebastian, have you ever, you know what I'm talking about, the guys that flip the sign, stop, slow, slow men working, things like that? Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen that before. And yeah. I've also seen nice people, like, they'll throw them Gatorade sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, it's hot out there. Yeah, it's, I think that's the least sometimes. we can do. They're, they're out there, and, and it's... You know, they, they're facing the elements all the time. And then because you are working near traffic, there is a certain element of danger working on the side of the road and cars flying by really fast. You could have a, you know, the risk of getting hit by a car or something like that. Yeah. I so. Would, uh, I'd hate to get hit by a car. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, and think all the damage it would do to the car. I mean, it would just be <laughs> such a mess. But yeah. So $33,000 a year to be a highway maintenance worker just shows that. Not everyone is going to go to college and become a doctor or a lawyer or a rocket surgeon. Some of them are going to be highway maintenance workers, and we need them. That's just part of what we do in America. It's a good job. In Japan, we had uh, when I lived there, we had people in our town that actually swept the streets with little brooms. They had high, high employment rate there. Almost no unemployment back then. This is 25, 30 years ago, but almost no unemployment. And uh, they gave everyone had a job. Now, the jobs were jobs that probably could be done with technology, but they chose to use more manual labor. We were in a more rural area of Japan, and that gave everyone meaningful work to do, which maybe we could learn something from that in America. But... If you don't like working outside in the elements and having cars whizzing past you at 70 miles an hour, then 
maybe highway maintenance work is not for you. And you should instead go into Christian Broadcasting, where today is dress like you work in a radio station day. And Sebastian came in celebrating the day. Yep. As I said earlier, a pair of Dockers or an off-brand of Dockers, some semi-casual shoes with dark socks, a barely ironed untucked shirt, or a uh, knit polo shirt. So Sebastian has one of those two options oh, on. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's we're, we're dressing like we work in radio stations here today. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have This Day in History, What's in My Coffee, uh, Quiz with Sebastian as well. And uh, just a little more fun, Stranger Than Fiction stories as well, the news, and just some great fellowship. So stick around. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM. It's 3.31 p.m. on Friday, March 16th. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday nights 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound on 88.1 FM or go to our website, khmg.org. Listen to the live stream or download the podcast after we put it out on the website a few hours after the show we'll be back with more after this Welcome back to a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Chris Harper pushed one magical little button, and my voice sounds so much richer now to myself. Before, I almost even made the comment, boy, I sound so youthful today. Now I sound more mature and robust, gravelly and grizzly. And I think it was just literally the feed I was listening to. It just depends on which direction the audio was coming from. My voice didn't change at all. No. Chris cannot push a button and change anything about me. If he could, he would. (laughs) My wife might like to get dibs on that remote control. Oh, I can just push a button and change something about it. If I had a machine to do it. That's right. Oh, I just violated the rule about not mentioning you-know-who. It could be a, it could be a, it could be like a, it could prompt behavior. Like if you had a machine that would hit you on the head with a stick or something. Absolutely. Every time you did something. Make you slap yourself. Right. Just make you slap yourself. It would kind of change your behavior, but it would be for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. It'd be a Pavlovian response. Right. It wouldn't be You'd be like one of those, was it shocked, shocked bears? Yeah. Every time they, this, so we used to have a staff member here, Dr. Watson. Yeah. Who was uh, he was a blessing, and he was a I think a sociology professor at one time, wow. and he would always talk about the shocked bear experiment, which was a Pavlovian experiment, where basically every time they turn on the lights, they would shock the bears, and eventually they never they didn't have to shock the bears anymore, but every time they turn on the lights, it would make the bears submit, so they trained bears by shocking them every time they turn on the lights, and so wow. they could control them just with light, not with electrical shock, and so. Yeah. He said that people are the same way. So you could literally yeah, shock me with that little button if you wanted to. I'd have to rig something up to yeah, do it. Yeah. But, uh, right now, I mean, you're, I, I just like my voice sounding richer by you pushing that button. That was good enough. Good enough for me. You always bring in the behind-the-scenes material. I've well, noticed. you know, that's what people are paying for. That's what they want. That's, yeah. And you must... Uh, you have Wait to, a minute. Who are they paying? You have to think <laughs> of the audience and their expectations. Yeah. 
And then you try to go under those expectations every chance you get. Because you don't want to spoil them. Because that doesn't help them in real life. Life is not about getting everything you want. So you look for what they're expecting. You try and give them about half of that. And then, you know, you act like that's what they should plan on getting. And then when they lower their expectations, you go half of that. And the nice thing is, in the end, you only have to give a quarter effort. Wow. This is... That's some deep, deep psychology there. That's a little disturbing, too. (laughs) Okay. So that was was totally off the rails and and, uh, totally satirical. We don't we don't believe in that at all. We no. we believe in giving our best every time. So as you can hear, listeners, uh, Chris Harper is on the air with us, and uh, also Sebastian. Sebastian, you talking? I want to hear if Chris's button made your voice sound any better. My voice always sounds amazing. It sounds about a yeah, little breathy um, though. Little breathy, but I don't know if that's the button or if that's just breathy. Yes, yeah, I don't well, know what breathy means. You're very close. Well, there's a lot of breath. <laughs> we all in breathe. There. We all breathe. So breathy I'm is breathing this. in the middle of the well, sentence. When we hear your breath at the end of it, <laughs> yes. that means breathy. Yes. Right. And you do that a lot. Uh, That's all right. We all, we all have our things. You know what? So what starts out as, as you know something that needs to be improved, turn it into your signature move. It's, I'm, I'm transporting you from my thoughts to, you know, it's a smooth transition. Great. Yeah, and they're you know? riding on the waves of your breath. Yeah, it's awesome. Exactly. Oh. exactly. <laughs> that's that's one of the worst. That might that's be the worst. Hear a soothing worst voice word and then picture I've instant, ever yeah. given. Instant cut off. That's a terrible to, word oh boy, picture. Just, oh boy, yeah. sorry. Soothing. It's good. It's, it's soothing. It's soothing. And uh, there used to be this guy on Moody Radio. I don't know if he's still around or uh, not. Mike Kellogg. Mike Kellogg. He was very ill at one point. He's, he's got to be quite but. elderly if he's still alive yeah. today. But mm-hmm. Mike Kellogg, he used to have two shows that I would listen to when I was a kid listening to Christian radio. One was his, he had a story that was basically Christian fiction right. or Christian autobiographies, biographies. So, and it was just him reading it. He did 100% of the reading. And that was a, a, a program in the afternoons. Very similar to what we have with Stories of Great Christians. Yeah. There was a program called Listing Post. Uh, there was Your Story Hour. There's all these different ones. Mike Kellogg had one. I can't remember what it was now. But then he also had an evening show, Songs in the Night. Yeah, I think it was called Songs in the Night. Songs in the Night. Uh, Songs in the Night might be with Erwin Lutzer. That might have been. Um, been. But but it was Music Through the Night. Music Through the Night. That's what it was, Music so, Through the Night. So, you know, that, that program, first off, Mike Kellogg had a smooth voice like Sebastian. Yeah. He, he would hope to be like Sebastian someday. And he would read scripture and read devotional thoughts, and then they'd play very beautiful, sacred music. The problem was, if you're at home, like let's say on your couch or in some other safe place, if you were to instantly become unconscious, you're safe. Yeah. But if you're driving your car down the road <laughs> on a very dark night with the heater in your car going in Wisconsin, and you're listening to music through the night... You're out. You, you, it's so dangerous. Yeah. His voice was too soothing. <laughs> am, am I, am I exaggerating? No, not at all. It, not I, at all. I think that was actually the intent. It was supposed to, it was supposed to be something you could listen to and kind of doze off and have some, something edifying, you know, going in, in the background as you slept. And so, yeah, I should get a clip of it and we can play it in the second hour. Oh yeah. The, that'd be fun. Cause that'd be fun. There's, there's. There's some classic clips of that show yep. that are just 
really interesting. So yeah. we should try to find Yeah, and then the listeners something. will know that although I might exaggerate from time to time, in this case, I am not. <laughs> it was that show, and I would also listen right before Songs Through the Night or whatever. It, there was the Haven of Rest. Right. And it was the old Haven of Rest. Not the Haven program, but way back, like 1980s, oh, yeah, 70s. Yep. And um, uh, they had a very similar... They would have some sacred music. They had this Haven of Rest uh, choir and quartet that would sing. It was really beautiful. And then it, the the gentleman who would do the most... Ray Ortland. Ray Ortland. He would speak, and he just had great devotional thoughts and very smooth. And it was one of those, like, I could stay awake for that one. And then the music in the night would come on, and then I was conking out. Have I told the story about Haven with me on the air on the radio i don't know if i've told it on the radio you should tell it again i I know i've heard it personally but i think our listeners deserve to hear this so every night i worked for moody broadcasting and every night we would play haven which that was in later years when Mm -hmm. it was called it used to be called the haven of rest broadcast yes and then it just they just shortened it to haven yep well there was a choir at the beginning of haven singing I've anchored my soul in the yeah. haven of rest. I will not sing it for you. Yeah, it's like, I've uh, anchored my soul in right. the haven of rest. Yes. Yeah, like that, right? <laughs> yes. And so um, I would finish my live spot, I think it was news, before Haven came on. And then I would turn the mic off and I would kind of, I, honestly, I would kind of mockingly sing along with it. In a falsetto, I've been known to do that. Yes, in sort of a falsetto voice, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and I would do that like every night, and that was kind of the end of my night. Then I would go to my other job uh, and do the news at this other radio station. So one night, did you do the news in a falsetto voice as well? No, okay, did right. not do the news in a falsetto. That would have voice. been something to hear. So one night, apparently, I didn't turn the microphone off after oh the news. Oh boy. And I began to sing along falsetto with the Haven Quartet. And then I noticed, oh, I've got the mic on. I turned it down, turned it off, and I thought, oh, I've gotten away with it. Nobody called, nobody said anything. I've gotten away with it. A few minutes later, somebody called and they said, hey, uh, I was just, I just had a question. Have they changed the music for the Haven broadcast? I said, um, I just said, no, I, I, I don't think it's they an have. honest answer. I don't think they have changed it. No, I don't believe they have. I did not uh, offer any more details yeah. as, to, <laughs> Why? as to what had occurred, but I knew that uh, yes. it was embarrassing. Basically, I knew that they had heard me. You yeah, know, it was yeah. it was bad. It was yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I've already had a story like that with the uh, live stream because oh, the setup yeah. changes so much here, and I was doing a verse of the week, but usually I like, you know, I call my nerves and I, and, I, and you know, I was silent, turn everything off, and then um, I turn up the, the uh, microphone, the microphone, and and I'm just there like going through my head. What am I gonna say? What am I gonna? Okay, all right, I'm ready. You know, but, but I'm just standing there breathing. I'm just going through that in my head. Right. And someone mentioned once, they're like, hey, uh, we listened to the live stream, and it was uh, just, it sounded like Sebastian just breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> boy. Yes. Oh, boy. Well, I had, when I first started 
being the interim radio station manager a couple years ago that summer, John Collier left like on May 29th, and then the next day I was running the radio station. Yeah. And I knew basically what four of the buttons did and about one-tenth of the software. Yeah. And the software was 1990s, vintage 1990s software that was unsupported. There's no online tutorial. The only YouTube videos were in French. And so we would use this software to try and, and I would be like, well, what does this button do? Well, it crashed the station. Then you have to reboot. And so there were often, there were times where I often messed things up. And uh, I would have faithful listeners who'd be listening, like Tessie Eckert or someone like that. And they would message me and say, we can hear you talking or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. And it's usually something, you know, <laughs> in the background. Um, but there was one time I was trying to figure out how to get my my playlist, my bumper music, so to speak, uh, loaded in. And and I kept crashing the radio station, loading it. Yeah. Because uh, it was looking for the wrong channel or something like that. So finally I figured it out. I'm like, man, it's so quiet, though. So I just kept turning up louder and louder. I'm like... I honestly can just barely hear this through my headphones. So we we find out later that what was happening was I wasn't hearing it through my headphones at all. I was hearing it through the radio feed, which was coming over a speaker outside of the studio here yes. at Abby's desk. And I could hear it coming through the wall because I kept turning it louder and louder. And it was the Hawaii Five-O theme song yes. playing over, I think, today's Christian working woman or something like that. <laughs> And it just was noise. It was just this terrible noise that you, you couldn't understand either thing. And it, it went through the whole, like the whole song. Like yeah. it was terrible. It was just terrible. So I learned, don't push that button, push this button, you know, reset, things like that. And so anyway, I guess it happens to all of us. It's the danger of having a radio station where you can have uh, live, you know, you can have some live Errors. Errors, yeah. yeah. And that, I guess that that actually kind of makes it fun, too, though. I mean, I, I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, we used to try to make people have errors. Like, we'd run by the window of the thing and do something crazy, mm-hmm. pick each other up and carry each other by the window. Sure. But it went too far one day when one of the reporters lit the newscaster's script on fire. In the studio. In the studio. Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, he. but he just kept going. He was a pro. He said, we're going to go to a break, and then yep. I'll come back with more news, and, and that was it. And then, of course, he started screaming when the, <laughs> when the uh, mic went off. Oh, boy, yeah. That, that's but, a good time to turn the mic off after yeah. something like that. So, yeah. wow. Well, I want to take another short break, and then when we come back, uh, by then, Lawrence will be back up here with us, and we will be able to continue with This Day in History and What's in My Coffee. So stick around, listeners. A little more live till 5 after this short break.
And we're back with a little more live till 5, 3.53 p.m. on this Friday, March 16th, episode 257. You know, KHMG is getting ready to celebrate its 22nd anniversary. 22 years on the air, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming. As a ministry of Harvest Baptist Church, but a ministry to our island community. And really, ever since the advent of live streaming online, really, it's a ministry to anyone in the world that will listen. We even have a partnership going with Transworld Radio where we're broadcasting Heart of Harvest Asia into Asian-speaking countries, some of them that are closed to the gospel. And one of the only ways you can get teaching and training in is to broadcast a shortwave into their countries and so we're very blessed to be part of that as well you can check us out on khmg.org and download the podcast of this show and many great shows that we produce here we have a lot of good preaching programs you can also there look up through our preaching library of sermons by topic by bible passage by speaker you can look up different sermons and download them for your own uh, edification now, as we wrap up this hour, second hour, we're going to have Lawrence Nangas in here, This Day in History, What's in My Coffee, Sebastian's Quiz, Chris with the News, etc., etc. The theme of the day, Planet Earth, by the way. Planet Earth. We're going to talk about Planet Earth today. But I was in my office last week working on a paper for a class that I'm taking through Maranatha Baptist University. And as I'm sitting there at 9 o'clock all alone, typing away on my paper, in the silence of my office, I hear a Japanese, I think Japanese, accent female voice clearly right behind me. And it startled me. And I was like, what was that? And then it went away. And a little bit later, I was typing away and it happened again. It was like one of those toys that you wind up and you don't know when it's going to pop open. It happened twice. So then I pushed myself across the room in my rolling office chair up to my office mate's desk, Brian Leonard's, and he had just gotten some very nice higher-end walkie-talkie radios with rechargeable batteries, and one of the walkie-talkies, little, little handheld radio, was saying, low battery, and it was saying it with an Asian accent, female Asian accent. I think Japanese accent. I used to live in Japan, so I can say that. And it was talking to me, and it really uh, surprised me. But that's nothing like what Amazon, Amazon's Alexa digital assistant uh, people experience. For example here, Alexa, Amazon's digital assistant, has been busting out with a weird laugh at random intervals for some users, scaring them. Posting on Twitter, Alexa users have described the laugh as creepy, evil, bone-chilling, and freaky. By Wednesday, Amazon had gotten to the bottom of the mystery. It turns out that in rare circumstances, Alexa can mistakenly hear the phrase, Alexa laugh. E Let me say it right now, just in case some of you might have one of these. Alexa, laugh. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, even when that's not what is said, Alexa then interprets the phrase as a command and then laughs. Amazon has changed the phrase uh, necessary to make Alexa laugh to, Alexa, can you laugh? L let me try that. Alexa, can you laugh? There you go. 
You're welcome again. Which should be less likely to generate false positives? In addition, Alexa will no longer respond to that question with simple laughter, but instead say, sure, I can laugh, followed by laughter. The Alexa team has also disabled the phrase Alexa laugh as a trigger. The first reports of the laughter began to surface over last weekend. The short laugh that users recorded and posted on Twitter consists of three closely spaced ha, ha, ha. So anyway, this story was provided by a listener, KC. Thank you for thinking of us, KC. And thank you for providing this next story as well, KC. It's all about the bill, the bill that would charge owners of wandering chickens with trespassing. How would this go in Guam, do you think? New Hampshire legislature is considering a bill that would make trespassing foul a violation, not for the chicken, but for the owners. Under the proposal, anyone who knowingly, recklessly, or negligently allows their domestic fowl to enter someone else's property without permission could be convicted of a violation if the birds damage crops or property. Maybe that would be the solution to all of GovGuam's financial woes. Just charge chicken owners trespassing fines for their fowl crossing the property boundary into their neighbor's property. It's possible. It could, it could maybe make all the difference in the world. Never know. Maybe raise a couple billion dollars here on Guam with so many chickens. Anyway, hey, it's the top of the hour. It's almost 4 o'clock here on Friday, March 16th, episode 257. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. We have a whole hour of Live Till 5 coming up soon. So stick around. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for the news and another hour of Live Till 5 after this. And we're back with the second hour of Live Till 5. It's 4.04 p.m. During the live broadcast on this Friday, March 16th, episode 257, I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, here at KHMG, high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries, broadcasting from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio in the vast studio complex of Harvest Harvest Communications Department here, looking out the window at the flags gently flapping in the breeze, pretty vacant campus, maybe a little soccer practice happening out on the field, on the brown soccer field, because it's been pretty dry lately. Car line has dissipated. And many of our listeners are already on their way home, maybe heading home from school or from work. Glad to have you with us. Some people are listening at their desk, like PD. Thank you, PD, for listening and texting me and let me know you're listening. Anyone that knows my cell phone is welcome to text it. However, I'm not going to give it out over the air because, you know, there's a lot of crazies out there. There's already some crazies that have my cell phone, just for the record. You don't have to text me. I got your note at 3 a.m. And no, I cannot, cannot, uh, 
buy you any, you know, gas for your car, or new tires, or snow shoes, whatever. So stop texting me, crazy people. But all the other friends, please text me profusely. I love that. I appreciate that. Hey, look who's here. Now, we have today, what Lawrence didn't know, is that today is dressed like you work in a radio station day. And Lawrence, Lawrence, there we go. Sorry, Lawrence, my microphone. Anytime <laughs> I touch the, echo in I here. touch the touch the microphone and it kind of you have to goes put crazy it up and aim it down up and down, up, up and then down, right. up and down, right. One or two. So anyway, Lawrence <laughs> is here today. Is dressed like you work in a radio station day. And before anyone came in, the way to observe dressed like you work in a radio station day. Many of our listeners might be doing this as well at home. Khaki pants, preferably Dockers or some knockoff of Dockers. Semi-casual. Uh, some semi-casual shoes. They don't have to be formal. People from the Northwest are allowed to wear um, uh, unbranded sneakers. Others must wear dark socks and medium-quality dress shoes. And then either a sports-type knit polo or a poorly ironed, wrinkled, untucked shirt. And then... <laughs> So far, everyone that's coming to the radio station is, is celebrating Dress Like You're Working in a Radio Station Day. It's We've awesome. We've done it. We've done it. <laughs> we did it. Now we we'll be it, on Peter. Bob the Librarian's list from now on with all the, the wherever the registry of obscure observances are at. That's, we're in it now. So, But uh, yeah, good to have you guys all with us today. Um, it is 4.07 p.m. on this Friday 16th. Listeners, glad you're with us as well. If you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., catch us on The Rebound. We rebroadcast the show in its entirety. We know some of you cannot listen two straight hours. You're not all, you're not all in the fan club the way some of our listeners are. Some of our listeners, two straight hours, they're like, that's nothing. It that's flies nothing. by. They'll listen to two straight hours three consecutive times. Whoa. They'll do it because they like it. <laughs> They'll do it. They'll do it, and, and they're happy to do it. They'd pay to do it. But, really? Uh, yeah, I Let's think so. Let's get a hold of them. Quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, could, they can text me now text if they Text you like. profusely yeah. now. <laughs> um, they might be the same people I was referring to as the crazies, but it's okay. We'll, we'll take their listenership. We take it where we can get it. So uh, anyway, so we have a, a full second hour for us here, including this day in history, a little quiz with Sebastian. Uh, what's in my coffee, which is getting ready to begin here any minute. And then the news with Chris Harper. And our theme today, planet Earth. Not Here's the funny thing. I didn't know it was Earth Day. Coming is it up. Earth Day? It's not today, but it's, it's coming April. up. It's coming up in, in just a very short period of time. Funny, I thought it was dressed like a radio station employee. It, well, see, yeah. that is what this is. Oh, That okay. is what this is. And there are some observances that take precedence over other observances. True. But the theme, I want to talk about planet Earth because on a slightly more serious note, I did get the World Watch List 2018 from Open Doors Ministries, 50 countries where, the most where it's the most dangerous to follow Jesus. And at the end of the show, I'd like to go over some of this. And what I think I'm going to do is every week... I'm going to highlight a different country and yeah. some of the stats on the persecution or opposition that they face, the hardships they face being Christians in their countries. And so a little more serious segment, but keeping our eyes open to what's going on in the rest of the world. We have all this freedom. We can be on the radio. We have freedom. We can worship. We can have Bible studies out in public. I mean, we can do all of this, assemble, 
And in America, we don't even, like, churches don't even have to pay property tax. I mean, there are some things that are just such a blessing in America uh, still today. So, whereas many of our brothers and sisters in Christ live in countries where they don't have those same freedoms. Anyway, back to uh, this segment, now that Lawrence is here. I'll take the cold drink, by the way. This segment is brought to us by Hebrews, the hub, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, a bunch of great snacks down there, some really nice people. They carry, they carry some bottled waters now. They carry some LaCroix. Uh, they carry some other drinks. How else do you say it? L-A-C-R-O-I-X. Is it LaCroix? Mm-hmm. And is. the X is silent? I believe is it? That's what I it's have a French been word. led to believe. Is it a French word? I don't know what croy means, obviously. La is the. It must be like, maybe it's the river. The life. Maybe it's the name of the garden hose company where they, the garden hose that they really? use to fill the cans with tap water from Canada. And then pay, okay. and then you pay for it. <laughs> tap, I don't know. Tap water from Canada. Yes, yes. That's nice. that's how most of those uh, drinks uh, get their flavor is they're really just different, oh, different the, garden hose tap waters. The cross. Oh, well, now we had to get serious. Okay, yeah, LaCroix. Well, I'm not going to mock that anymore then. Yeah, it's the, the cross. LaCroix. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, now that you say that, of course, it could be, could be a soccer term. It could be. It, well, and yeah, the cross. <laughs> there it is. That the was cross. it. That's it. That's it. Okay. La crochet. La, la, like lacrosse. Right. It's croquet. I was thinking of. Like lacrosse the sport. <laughs> but LaCroix, it's the Quebec. Well, now I'm looking up. The, the the origin of that. Yeah. yeah. Now it's got me on a tangent. Yeah. Is it a place that's the cross? I mean, some yeah. of our listeners might be like screaming at the radio right now saying, I know what it is. Well, you can send us a message and on Harvest Family Radio. send text. Yes. Send text. Send a message, private message, please, on our Facebook page. We appreciate that as well. And, uh, you know, thank, thankful for Google. So, uh, you okay there, Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, I got my microphone stuck. I, I on heard the, something on the hit the mic my, there. And... Yeah, that was that was my headphones. Okay, all right. Uh, just kind of tapped on the microphone okay. for a it's, second. My, it's good. Let's just know we're still also here. tapped the microphone, so yes. it could have been me. Mm-hmm. It, yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks for two con- people. It could have been. Thanks for confessing. That. <laughs> I'm glad. I've always <laughs> wanted to have a. I wanted to have a wingman with a sensitive conscience, and you're the <laughs> <Right>. first. You're <laughs> yeah. the first. <laughs> Okay, so LaCroix, it's still a mystery to us. Maybe we'll figure it out. But Yeah, it doesn't really have anything. That was just published as an anti-Pierre brand. Oh, uh, which is Perrier? Perrier, yeah. I've heard of both yeah, ways. Perrier brands. Uh, meant appealing to sparkling water consumers who were put off by Perrier's snobbish positioning. Oh, yeah. There you Ooh. go. LaCroix marketed it to so its So come up with another pretentious French name. By imagining itself as an all-occasions beverage. Mm-hmm. The beverage fared well in popularity and sales in the surrounding Midwest region for the following decade, but there, I don't really have yeah, it's just a, name. a definition of hmm. LaCroix other than it stands for the cross, Okay, but I don't know. All right. Well, and it's... So. Could be like living water, you know, the cross. Could, it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really could be, honestly, but yeah. I don't know. It could be something it would else, be amazing too. If we're going to list all the things it could be, we'll be here all day. Because I'm I'm full of creative ideas of what things could be, <laughs> you know, that are not tied to reality. Right. Hey, you know why we're really here though is not to sell Lacroix; it's to sell uh, the Hub drinks. We're not actually selling them; we're just thanking them for giving them to us for free. And we play this little segment for our listening audience. Okay, we get drinks from the Hub. It's our own coffee shop. All the proceeds from the Hub go to missions. So if you buy a drink down there, 
we have kind of the the cost of making the drink and then above and beyond all that money goes to missions i think we've been giving about 10 to 15,000 a year sometimes up to 20,000 a year to missions projects all around the world and so that's the blessing of the hub right there so when you go in there, you'll see different themes, kind of international themes and things like that. So these drinks, although, yes, we enjoy the, the drinks and it's a great treat for us, it really does have a purpose. We, we like to send people there. It is a great coffee shop. When I say it's the best little coffee shop, it definitely has the best mission, okay? So you, you can have your opinion about drinks. So, Lawrence, LaCroix, I answer? I have it, yeah. Okay. It's actually more unique than that. Its origin is a... Sorry, I just got a, a phone call. One of the dangers of using your phone. Yes. Its origin is a mashup between Wisconsin locations, La Crosse, and the St. Croix River. Oh, wow. So La Crosse, La, and then Croix River. Read more about this um, at this at this site. Here. Okay. So There you go. That's It's as simple as the, the, the locations. Right. Which I don't know if the St. Croix River crosses through La Crosse. Okay. But okay. the St. Croix, the St. Cross River. Yeah. Okay. So, well, there you go. now you know. And, and knowing is half the battle. Go, Joe. Yep. Did you ever watch G.I. Joe when you were a kid? I didn't. That was a cartoon. I played that with was them. Very popular when I was a, a yes, youth. A I've youth. Seen it. And that was at the very end. They'd have a moral, a moral relative story, like a little, like you know, knowing kids that you should finish all your lunch is very important for your energy. And then Duke would say, "And knowing is half the battle." Yo, Joe. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Anyway, I like three snake, of our listeners I like know. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes was awesome. He's, He's great. he is everybody's favorite. And when yeah. you read when you read up, yeah. he was the universally favorite, and he's the most boring action figure you can get. He's black yes. on black. Yeah. Okay, uh, I did get a couple messages here as we get into our what's in our coffee segment. I did find out that um, other people are also celebrating. Dress like you work in a radio station day. CW, one of our faithful listeners, he's an international listener. Uh, he says, I'm wearing a very wrinkled and untucked shirt sitting hey. at my desk, hoping my dear wife doesn't find out. Hey, CW, thank you for celebrating. I dress like I work in a radio station day. We appreciate well, you. Well, as long as JW is not listening, he'll be all right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and then uh, we also have uh, one of our listeners, PD, uh, is, is trying to help me make sure I don't cross the line between promoting and selling because we are a nonprofit radio station. I don't want to be selling drinks at the hub. Well... The you you gave a disclaimer to that, and that is that the proceeds go to missions. This is not a, this is certainly not a for profit endeavor of any sort. Okay. So, yeah. So we're no, we're losing money by the minute. No, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> but it's a not profit, not, right? A non profit. Yeah. Endeavor. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank you for the clarification. Thanks, PD, for watching us, watching our back. Uh, let's talk about these drinks now. The goal. Back to before we got off on the rabbit trail, which led to the other rabbit trail, which led us to where we're at, is we're going to describe <laughs> we the, the drinks. Rabbit, we're going to describe these drinks to you in a way that makes you want to go and get one so you can support missions projects through beverage consumption. Okay? It's a great deal for everyone. It's a win-win-win. Win-win-win. Yes. So let's start off. Speaking of win-win-win, Lawrence... The Drink Whisperer. Hmm. Uh, let's, let's hear a description of your drink. This one's pretty tough. Okay. Oh, one more thing. Just to throw a, a, a monkey ball in there, a curve wrench. Um, I want you to, if your drink was a movie, what would it be? And then okay. describe it. 
You can you can say that at the very end if you want, but your drink uh, also has to be a, a movie. genre or a specific title. A uh, specific title, preferably. It okay. could be a movie character as well, if if that helps. But I'm trying to make it as broad as possible. Okay. Um, I've actually been drinking it and not been thinking about it. It just is a good. I don't know. It's it's a definitely a iced coffee drink, and it's just kind of just sort of tasty. But it doesn't. None of the flavors really come at you. And like, whoa, you're drinking this. It's just kind of this is a good iced coffee drink. Now, if I had to take a guess as to what it is, I'm a bit stumped this week. No, I, I am. I'm gonna have a guess, but I don't. I don't think I'll be right. If I were to guess, I think it's an iced dirty chai. Okay, which is chai and coffee mm-hmm. iced. Yep. That would be my guess. Dirty Lawrence. So, yeah, a, a term. <laughs> you are what you drink. That hasn't been used in a while. It was laid to rest a number of years ago. It's back. But um, if this were a movie. Uh, uh, it's it's a name, by the way, that started on the show. So he was never called Dirty Lawrence before yeah, he had a dirty chai. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he grew up. Headed there. Okay, anyway. Um, I, I would have to say this is. This is a, a winter's day watching Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Oh, that's that's just great. It's icy, <laughs> it's coffee, and it's got a little chai that's, in there for the swell. autumn that's flavor. That's great. That's swell. That, okay. There's my movie choice. All right, good. Good call. Safe, safe. Don't worry, you didn't offend a single person. Well, after my first comment, I figured I'd better <laughs> land that plane a little safer than I took off. All right, Sebastian, how about yours? You're drinking a hot drink. Yeah, um, and it is, it is creamy, that's for sure. And it's uh, also very vanilla-y. Vanilla-lily. Vanilla-lily. Is that the word? Okay. Uh, Vanilla-lily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it comes from a bean, mm-hmm. obviously, because yes. coffee comes from beans. Yes. Beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think it might be a hot, like, creamy vanilla bean? I think it's a hot. Mm. If it's not a hot, creamy vanilla bean, I'm going to jump out this window behind you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is so okay. much confidence. I'm, I'm so sure. Well, live stream that is going to be starting so up here shortly. so much confidence. <laughs> and uh, what movie would that drink be if it was a movie? I know tons of movies, and so I don't know. But I'm going to go with... Uh, oh. I'm going to go with... Um, uh, wreck it, Ralph. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Is okay. that what you're planning on doing to that window in a minute? Oh yep. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. How do you relate a drink to a to a film? I don't even understand. It's it's, it's a it's, new one. It's a strange. It's, it's a, a bridge. Concept it's a to me. bridge to a portal. Bridge over to the river. To a door. Quiet. To a gateway. Back to a bridge. Back to where you're at. It's pretty fun. Okay. It's a virtual cornucopia. A plethora of. <laughs> one of these days we're gonna realize that it's a veritable cornucopia <laughs> but i don't know though whoever says it that way soon. doesn't know this what they're talking virtual about cornucopia not that anytime not soon even, i've been speaking english sure. almost my whole life and we say virtual cornucopia all the time <laughs> in kansas City. okay all right well the drink i have is also a iced an iced coffee drink um it's creamy um i I think it might be a creamy vanilla bean hmm. because I get those sometimes. When he's not getting his mocha, his hot mocha. When I want a cold drink, I get a creamy vanilla bean on pastor's recommendation, actually. Yep. And I think that's what this is. It's a good drink. As far as movies are concerned, mm-hmm. I 
a vanilla is there a vanilla movie of some sort? Yeah, like you know, it's a sweet, a sweet, <laughs> a, but a sweet, yeah, a movie. sweet movie. What's it would be a sweet a movie? A sweet to you? movie. Mm-hmm. Would be yeah. a sweet hmm. movie. Maybe you'd watch with your daughters or something like that. That I know? would watch. What with do they my like daughters? Despicable me. <laughs> I don't. That's even, not very sweet. I, I know, right? I, <laughs> like I you watch. Don't understand. Is it like a Little House on the Prairie type drink? Like it's kind of sweet. Pollyanna. Pollyanna. How about how about Heidi? Heidi. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Blonde. I'll there go you go. It. There Perfect. you go. Ah. I'll, I'll pretend like I understand. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. Thanks, our Chris. listeners, our <laughs> listeners know what Playing you along. mean. Playing along. Okay. Okay. So I'm drinking what I think might also be a creamy vanilla bean. I'm not sure. It's sweet. Yeah. Vanilla, light, gentle, fun. Uh, classic. Um, traditional, yet meaningful. Hmm. Meaningful. Meaningful. meaningful Contemplative. Drink. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Um, pensive. Pensive. Open. What? And it reminds me of the movie Friendly Persuasion <laughs> with Gregory, with a, uh, with uh, Gregory Peck? not Gregory Peck. Who is the other guy that, not Gregory Peck and not Clark Gable and not Cary Grant, but the guy who was in High Noon. Uh, Oh, with, uh, Gary yes, Cooper. Gary Cooper. And that is a sweet, reflective, pensive movie that's meaningful. You ever oh. see Friendly Persuasion? Nope. Oh, they're like Quakers at the beginning of the Civil War, and the Civil War comes to their farm, and they have to decide whether to fight or not fight. And they're right. That is, I got to tell you, that is one of the best movies of all time. Friendly Persuasion. Wow. And this is one of the best drinks of all time. Let's see what it is. What did you say it was? Friendly persuasion. No, 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 no. The Pensive. Drink. Oh, Pensive. <laughs> you never named the drink. You just said it was a thoughtful <laughs> a drink. Meaningful, meaningful. Drink. Because they didn't know what it was. I think it might also be a creamy vanilla bean. But a let's see who them. has the creamy vanilla bean. They doubled down on the creamy vanilla bean. Number one, <clears throat> Lawrence caramel iced coffee with. Wow. Is that with soy? Does that say soy? Yeah, it does. With soy. Hey, there you go. Okay. All right. Soy. What? You like <laughs> it? I don't need just any went of that. Down. Well, that's why it didn't taste like anything. It had so there many go. things going on With in soy. There. there you yeah. go. All right. Soy's yeah. high in estrogen, just for the record. Number two. Who has drink number two here? I, who's got drink number two? I do. Chris? Yes. You have the white chocolate heaven. Oh, really? And it's really? vanilla flavored. Yes. White chocolate heaven. So you're pretty much close. I don't know what that also includes in the Unless you're allergic, part. then it's the white chocolate heaven, which is... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, number three is myself, caramel white mocha. Well, we are not tasting the caramel today. No, not at no. all. Do I have to open the window? Well, he and said creamy vanilla bean, but to, hot too. Do I have to? Sebastian is, is um, I think we need to call Mrs. Basil Dua to the scene of the crime <laughs> because he has the caramel mocha hot. Right. Wow. Oh, yeah. Seriously, Chris yes. was the closest with his. The three of us all had caramel and we none of us that's said a, it. That's a rare day right caramel there. Caramel always is fools us. I'm it is. Out. Fools us. Amaretto <laughs> fools us the most. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a rare day for Passion Chris to get the drink. Yeah. And yeah. we try job, not to Chris. say passion fruit on the air unless it's actually the drink. Yeah. Because I think Sorry. they set us up for that all the time. Yeah. They want us to say it even rather, though it's not that. I'd rather say dragon fruit. Dragon something like that. fruit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dragon fruit. Yes. Yeah. Flaming lava cake. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was the treat there we had. They could do it. <laughs> they could bring that to us. Oh, that'd be now awesome. You're talking. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, this day in history and the quiz and a little news. And we're all going to be hyper from drinking these wonderful drinks from the hub. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break.
from the fires of Unshack. Accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. Accentuate the positive and latch on. And we're back with a little more live till five. It's 4:28 p.m. on this Friday, March 16th. A police officer just, officer just knocked on my door and told me my dogs were chasing people on bikes, and I told him that's impossible. My dogs don't even own bikes. <laughs> I saw that that funny um, on Facebook. I also saw this one here. Uh, Welcome back to Plastic Surgery Anonymous. I see a lot of new faces today. <laughs> there are a few listeners. That is their kind of humor. So I love I'm, it. I'm pandering. I'm I pandering. Love that. I love that first yeah. joke. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. <laughs> was a real twist. You, you need to tell Stephen that one. He, I, I think he Stephen laugh. would like that. He will yeah. definitely the, laugh. The past tense of William Shakespeare is "Would I was shooks, shook speared." Nice. <laughs> I like that. And it's it's a uh, oh no, it's not Shakespeare. It's uh, Sherlock Holmes weekend. Actually, uh, so okay. Hey, do we have a little quiz today, Sebastian, have, on the theme of? We have a quiz. What's 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 your sub theme of of the theme? Um, it's actually just random facts about everything all over the world. Really? Therefore, oh. it has been deemed within the last two minutes to be called a world of trivia. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. It was. Uh, it, it's a great. Trivia about things. About We're just glad you didn't jump out of the window. <laughs> yeah, he's still here, by the way, folks. In case yeah. you haven't you put know, all that together, you need to make, you know, just get really good at making idle threats like that. I really wanted to make like <laughs> when, when I when I do the show again, I want to do somewhere I have like you know a glass shattering in the background. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. oh yeah, so just a sound little sound effect. Just make it a nineteen thirties radio <laughs> show. <laughs> just kidding, I'm still here. Okay, a little snare drum. Well. It's just back to the old gong, you know, multiple choice. For the record, yep, go ahead. I enjoyed last week's quiz. We teamworked. Uh, yeah, that was fun. The quiz. Yeah, I'm, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not good doing it every week. I, right. I like to compete. It's kind of like all of us sharing one what's in my coffee drink, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, and every now and then it's it's time. As long as I get to go first, I don't mind. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, six questions. Great. About stuff all over the world. Here we go. We'll start with Chris. Go around. Ending on Lawrence. Question number one. What Asian city is the planet's biggest feature film producer? Bangkok, Shanghai, Bombay, or Tokyo? Bombay. And it's called Mumbai at this point. Mm. By yeah. the way, just, just to update your geographical understanding. Is it because Mumbai. of the Bollywood influence? Yeah. Yes. The Bollywood Okay. Hollywood. Well, he Chris said that with such... And then corrected the answer. That he Ferocious, gave. like he, like a, he had a visceral response to that question. Bombay, Mumbai. <laughs> Just for the record, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll go with with Bangkok. I'll go with Bangkok. I'm gonna go with Chris on uh, Mumbai or Bombay. Yeah, it's Bombay. Okay, it's term, Mumbai. The, the term Bollywood has origins in the 1970s when India overtook America as the world's largest film producer. In the yeah. 70s, they did that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Bollywood. Yeah. So, um, Chris and Lawrence. Next question: Which continent does the International Dateline run through? Antarctica, 
Europe, North America, Australia. Not knowing, guessing, I will say Australia. Are you going to correct its name? <laughs> no. No, it's, it's still called Australia. <laughs> that one's okay. As far as I know. Um, well, you know, it, we, you ever been around a really smart three-year-old and they're like, well, actually... Uh, it if you follow the line all the way around, it will be in Australia, Antarctica, and North America. Yes, but um, I think actually, Antarctica. Hmm. Could be. Can you repeat? Is it is it North America, Europe, Australia, and Antarctica? Yep. Yeah, the international data. I think the only one it would touch out of that group has got to be Antarctica. Correct answer is Antarctica. Okay. Fun nice fact: it is named Antarctica after all the ants that are there. I'm just kidding; it's not true. Um, <laughs> it runs through the middle of the Pacific Ocean, intersecting with Antarctica. It is mm-hmm. where the date shifts forward or backwards. All right. Okay. Question number three: If you leave London and jump on a train that travels underwater called the Eurostar, which country will you be in after coming out of the train tunnel? France. Poland, France. Holland or Germany? Come on, man, France. It used to be called the Channel. The Channel. I think. Th- that's the. That's the. That's not the that's real the name. That's the type but of that, Tunnel. But that that's eventually became it. the name of that pumpkin cherry cake with apple pie in the middle of it. That's right? a Chirpumple. Chirpumple. No, that's the name of that tunnel from UK <laughs> nope. to France. I would say you take the Chirpumple to France. Yeah, it is France. Well, you guys all got it. Therefore, none of you get points. Uh-oh. Yep, it's kind of the sad irony of my life. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one. And yeah, yeah. Hey, I didn't know it. Right. Well, Poland's way. <laughs> Poland is way on the other side of the we continent. Say no comment. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What is the New Zealand five, ten, and twenty and hundred dollar notes made out of? So what are what are their what are their oh, what is their, their money cash made, made out of? of? Oh, okay. Good made question. Plastic, <clears throat> rice paper, linen, or wood pulp? Wow. Mm. Um, I guess, but linen. Perhaps. I, you know, I'm going to say wood pulp because Woody they're pulp. a heavy agricultural country. Notes, they're called. So they're probably in bill shape or bill-like. So I'm, oh, I'm so tempted to give the answer of plastic. But I think I'm also going to go on the wood, the wood pulp as well. Wood pulp, final answer. <laughs> you all are wrong. We it's plastic. Oh, I knew I should have gone with that. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Oh, I should have gone with that. In 1999, polymer notes replaced the existing paper notes. Wow. I should have gone with that. <laughs> Question number five. Uh, CW just Uh-oh. said. Oh, uh, he's going to correct me. Serious wood pulp? Like, <laughs> yes, CW. It made sense. We grew up at in the America. Time. Yes, in our country, we don't recycle yet. Yeah, we use linen. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was a guess. What, what yeah, can you do? Right. Honestly, my gut answer recycle was plastic. bed sheets and curtains. It was the term note that, that threw me off. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. real money is plastic. Boy, I'm glad you're not an accountant or anything. That would yeah, be, uh, that'd be terrible. That scary. All right, next Real question. money is numbers on a screen. That's uh, what that score is. update. Chris Bitcoin. has one. Jared has one. Lawrence has two. Okay. With All how right. many questions left? With two questions left. Ooh, it's a All right. close it's one. It's a barn burner. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. Where did, the, where did the custom of drinking tea routinely originate? Hmm. England, India, China, or Japan? 
It's too easy to say England, isn't it? I think it might be too easy. Can you give me those answers again? England, India, China, or Japan? Um, China is an older society. Um, So I think it perhaps could be China. I'm going to go with China. I would think India because India, many things from India influenced China. Buddhism, for example, you know, uh, Buddha was a Indian prince who his teachings then became, you know, broadly used throughout Asia. So I'm saying India, Mm. where they use little monkeys with gentle fingers to pick the leaves from the trees. They have wood pulp money there, too, I heard. They do. Somebody. Matter of fact, (laughs) it's tea-soluble. Yeah. (laughs) CW. (laughs) I think... Routinely is the is the question is the word there. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with China. All right. Well, the correct answer is China. Nice. Let me just mark this here. Mm. Um, as early, not as the first time China's thrown me for a loop in trivia. <laughs> as early as 2700 BC. Um, yeah. That, as recorded, okay. popular in England by early 18th century. So. Marco Polo. All four of those not countries are known for their Not just a game you play in the swimming pool. No. Just, just for the All record. Right. All right. Final question here. Is it worth three, five, um, seventeen? Hey, <laughs> double or nothing. We'll we'll do some. We'll we'll add. We'll hey, make it two, if I two lose, someone in here is jumping out the window. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a twenty-five percent chance. <laughs> All right. Here we go. And all of the following countries, cars drive on the left-hand side of the road, except Philippines, cars drive Japan, on the both side of the road. Philippines, Japan, New Zealand, or India. Except, yeah, except one, one drives. Of those one drives like America. The other three do not. Yeah, Philippines, Japan, New Zealand, or India. Hmm. Well. Let's see. I have not I have not spent any time in the Philippines, so I don't know. But I would assume uh, let me talk this out here. Do you mind? <laughs> talk it talk I, it New out. New Zealand sometimes that's the best the best policy. Has of course heavy English influence. As does India. Uh Japan CW is going nuts because he's been to all these places and he knows. I have as well and I, yeah. Well, I haven't been to India. Right. India. I haven't been to Boston in the fall. All right. I'm going to (laughs) say Philippines. Philippines. Hmm. Yes. I'm thinking all of those Kiwis learned to drive on the proper side of the road. You've been to the Philippines, though, have you not? I have, but to be entirely honest, when I wasn't covering my eyes out of fear and terror... (laughs) <laughs> My driver was driving down both sides. Yeah, they do what they want over there. <laughs> I mean, literally, we were driving down both yes. sides yes. of the road. And so I believe I would say New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been to India, and that's the only one I know for a fact. Or that's the only one I, 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 I won't know. 
Um, but I know New Zealand and Japan drive on the left side. They do? Right. Yeah, they do, yeah. And the Philippines, mm-hmm. I've been to, but like you're saying, now it, it's got me questioning uh, what side they drive on. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with India uh, as the as the state or the country that drives on the right side. Well, Lawrence, congratulations! You just snatched defeat from the jaws of victory because it is actually the Philippines. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was right? trying to remember. You told me that you, was right. I, That's the thing. I'll give I you know. an explanation. Right-hand traffic was introduced in the Philippines on the last day of the Battle of Manila, March 10th, 1945, to facilitate the combined Filipino and American troop movements. Wow. So uh, I've been there, and, and I was thinking of all the taxi drivers I was with. <laughs> and as I said, India, I was visualizing them on the left side of the, well, of the of the car where they belong. At the time that India, at the time that cars began to become popular, India was under British rule, right. and I'm sure they would have. I don't know why I said that, yeah. but I knew I said, <laughs> yeah, okay. I said you're yeah. right with the Philippines. So who got it right? Who won? Chris did. Chris got it right. So we tied. Chris won. No, we tied. Well, I thought it was well, worth 17 I, points. I, gave, <laughs> was worth I did plus two at the end, but if plus two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is rigged. Well, I was so Chris so won. it's like I was a camp game. Jared, I was trying to give Jared a chance. Thank oh. you. And Thank you. CW okay. was was <laughs> mocking me. He said they drive wood pulp cars in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Isn't yes. it uh it's for CW. I was just going to ask. Isn't I think he's from Australia and I I think isn't Australia that little island off of the coast of New Zealand? I can't remember. <laughs> I think that's what Australia is. It's a little island off the coast of New Zealand, if, if I'm not mistaken. Your phone is going to blow up the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to send you geography quotes the rest of the oh, night. Oh, that's so funny to me only. Okay. Um, well, great. Thanks, Sebastian. Appreciate that. You're welcome. I think we're going to do a, a little historical information here, but I did want to read one quick thing to you guys from Reuters, the font of all interesting stories here. Swarms of locusts. That never ends up being a happy story. (laughs) Swarms, um, unless they're edible. Swarms of locusts pose a threat to Russia's soccer World Cup as they could attack stadium pitches and cause a global scandal, an agricultural ministry official said on Wednesday of last week. President Vladimir Putin is hoping to use the World Cup from June 14th to July 15th to showcase his country as a superpower at a time of frayed relations with the West over Syria and Ukraine. Kind of ironic. You want to be a superpower, and then God sends a swarm of locusts to remind you there's only one superpower. Right. That's a sermon illustration right there. You need to write that down. I, I, you know what? Could someone record what I just said and send it back to me later on? I'm, I will. I'm, just okay, check Facebook. Catch the broadcast as well. Great. Okay. All right. Two, seven to nine. Uh, so, Lawrence, a little this day in history for us. Today is March 16th. If people are listening to the live broadcast, we also rebroadcast Saturdays, noon to two, Sunday night, seven to nine p.m. The podcast is available on our website, khmg.org. And that buys Lawrence an extra 37 seconds to get his This Day in History <laughs> stuff together. Friday, March 16th, 4.43 p.m. Lawrence, go. <laughs> well, I had it up, and, and there was one question okay. that I went to go look up really quickly, hence the, hence the search. But anyways, um, yeah, it's March 16th. Uh, we're already a day past halfway through March, which is just crazy. Uh, this day in history is the first afternoon of spring break at Harvest Christian Academy, which is worth noting. 
um, because uh, the kids won't be here next week, and we have a different schedule as well. So uh, it's all a good time of the year. One quarter of school left until summer. Nice. So anyways, those are all just immediate this day in history facts. But in 1850, Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Scarlet Leather Leather Letter was published by Ticknor, uh, Reed and Fields in that's Boston. That's one of those cheap baseball gloves. Yeah, yeah exactly. the red leather. Hey, Jared, your dad buy you a new glove? Is that the Scarlet Leather? Is that Wilton's red leather? Wilton's red leather glove. <laughs> uh, anyways. I'm a lefty. 1861, Edward Clark became governor of Texas, replacing Sam Houston, even though there is a city for his namesake. Yep. who was evicted from the office for refusing to take an oath of lo- loyalty to the Confederacy. Uh, again, this is 1861. So the war is just beginning. The sides are being set. And Texas obviously was a big player uh, in the western part of the Confederate side uh, as as the war went on. They were reinstated into the Union in 1970 again. but uh, 1970 time, or 1870? Uh, excuse me, 1870. <laughs> Boy, that <laughs> would change history. That would... Uh, that would change history for sure. 1869, Hiram Revels makes first official speech by an African-American in the Senate. Hmm. So that's probably in American history, I'm guessing, by the, being the first. But this comes uh, about four or five years after the end of the Civil War. And uh, you have an African-American um, making a speech in the Senate, which is obviously it, it come a long way in the last decade uh, in America as far as people's views of of all sorts of different political items. Um, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Robert H. Goddard? Yes, launches, Robert Goddard, the, the father of the modern rocket. Yeah, launches the first liquid-fueled rocket, goes 184 feet, or 56 meters. That was in 1926. So, uh, you know, we're in, we're in last century, but planes had been going for maybe 20 years. Uh, with the Wright brothers, and already he's got a liquid field rocket going uh, a decent a decent height. 184 feet is is nothing to um, um, to sneeze at uh, if you're if you're in the rocket world. Achoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. I don't have I don't have you don't a have to today. move on. You could stay on that point for I like could. ten more minutes if you want. <laughs> I, I could. 1955, President Eisenhower upholds the use of atomic weapons in case of war. Uh, this is again uh, coming out of the Korean conflict, and we're—I um, don't know what year of his presidency it's in, but uh, obviously that's still been a a hot topic for the last fifty plus years, sixty plus years even um, since the very first use of them uh, back in the forties. But um, he was the president there in the middle of middle of the fifties. Um, remember when we always try to get a uh, positive fact? Yes, uh, we we're our batting average isn't real high on that. No, it never has okay. been. That's because most of the stuff they put in here. I mean, so far you you know you had a, a you just ended on nukes right now, so anything is is probably better. You than know, that. I I bet I could probably <laughs> find a few things except for the great puppy massacre of Ot Nine. But other than that, anything's <laughs> better than talking about nukes. <laughs> sure, U.S. college student Otto Warmbier. Yeah. Oh well, that's not a happy. That's not no, a happy story either. Don't even not, keep going. Oh, wait, no, that, that don't. Isn't he a bad guy? Well, no. no, he died. He. Well, okay. this isn't the death. Oh, okay. This is this is two, oh, well, this is two years I'm ago. Sad. 
is sentenced to 15 years hard labor for trying to steal a political poster in Pyongyang, North Korea. Oh, that's yeah, right. That, that, yes. that, but then I, they sent him home yeah. with a horrible and illness, and he died. And he died. Yeah. No, this so is the, you pretty much did the exactly opposite of what you were trying to do there. <laughs> Is there anything else? Anything? Did someone bake someone a cookie on this day? Is there? Did someone there, give their mother a hug? Do you know who hug? Anna Atkins is? Anna I'd Atkins. like to know. It's her 216th birthday three years ago, and Google um, represented her with a Google Doodle what? image representing her cyanoprint. Uh, how do you pronounce Cyanoprint? C-Y-A-N-O-P-R-N-T. I don't know what that means. Cyanoprint work. And I don't know that I've ever read that. She's a botanist and photographer, Anna Atkins, but Google represents her with a Google Doodle, which are pretty cool. You know what Google Doodle is? yeah. That's the stuff they use as their homepage. We've had students compete to get their Google Doodle. And two years ago, we had a girl win. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's pretty cool. Um, that may be the best I can find to end on. Is, is Anne Atkins. Right? Anna Atkins. Anna Atkins. Google it. Had a Google Doodle. Yeah. yeah. Google Anna Atkins. For her Sinoprint. Yeah, I'm going to Google her right now. C-Y-N-O-P-R-I-N-T. Huh. Uh, I have uh, this day in history. Okay. Uh, uh, in 2011, I ran two miles. Hey, would that pop Ayo. up on your Facebook? I Well, I thought that was something interesting. That's great. And you're getting ready to do another three next week, so that makes five in yeah. the last ten years. It would have been even more positive if he would have ran three. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're, so it's you're, like it's like it's like flowers that are that are. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh yes. It's almost like what you do with a book when you put them in the Press pages. Flowers. Yep. Press. I think it's a little bit more. You yeah. know, probably it done become, with some chemistry. Yes. Right. What I think it does is it leaves a negative where in it, in it. Leaves, the plant, I got you what you did there. <laughs> the, the plant is like almost maybe um, consumed by yes. it, but it leaves a negative there on the page. Yep. And it's and it's actually pretty artwork, um, probably very technical to do yeah. it, but apparently important. Important enough to get a Google Doodle. Google Doodle. So we're hoping to get one from this show as well. Yeah, someday. Live till five. It'll your like 216th birthday, Google Doodle of your yeah. this... this uh, Radio talk show host outfit. Hey, we're at least headphones. as obscure as Anna Atkins. Sure. And if that's all it takes, it we're already there. Does. We need to start working on that cyanoprint thing. Yes. Cy- yes. Cyanoprint. That's probably the right pronunciation. There you go. All right. Well, guys, thank you for uh, all your time and investment and energy. Have a great weekend. Listeners, stick around. We have about 10 minutes left of the show. You're listening to Live Till 5 on this Friday, March 16th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 257. A little more Live Till 5 after this short break. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me. While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand. And we're back. It's 4.52 p.m. on this Friday, March 16th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5. Glad to have you with us today. Been a lot of fun for us. Hopefully it's been fun for you, too. Catch the show Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. right here on 88.1 FM or on our website, khmg.org. 
Download the podcast through the same website. Let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Wanted to talk a little bit about our planet, the world here. Do you know there's one birth every eight seconds? This is according to the United States Census Bureau, so the U.S. Census Bureau. And they have some facts here about our world and about America. So here you go. The U.S. population, we have one birth every eight seconds just in the U.S., one death every 11 seconds, one international migrant every 29 seconds, net gain of one person every 15 seconds. The world's population, world population uh, by country, China has 1.384 billion India, 1.296 billion. The U.S., only 329 million. So China has 1 billion people more than the U.S., and India is close behind with almost a billion more than the U.S. Indonesia is just behind the U.S. at 262 million. Brazil, 208 million. Pakistan, 207 million. Wow, I didn't think about that with Pakistan. Nigeria, 195 million. Bangladesh, 159 million. Russia, 142 million, and Japan, 126 million. A lot of interesting stats with that. Wanted to talk real quick about the World Watch List 2018, released by Open Doors. And they calculate the countries uh, where persecution is at its worst by looking at pressure on church life, national life, community life, family life, and private life, and then violence against uh, Christians in the church. Facts and trends, 215 million Christians experience high level of persecution in the countries on the world watch list. Represents 1 in 12 Christians worldwide. North Korea is ranked number one for the 16th consecutive year. During the world watch list 2018 reporting period, 3,066 Christians were killed. 1,252 were abducted. 1,020 were raped or sexually harassed. And 793 churches were were attacked. Islamic oppression fuels persecution in eight of the top ten countries. Major trends in Christian persecution include the spread of radical Islam as number one, number two, the rise of religious nationalism, and number three, an intense persecution in Central Asia. So these are all factors affecting these countries. And number one, as that statement mentioned, North Korea is the number one the source of persecution is communist and post-communist oppression. The population in North Korea, 25 million people. 300,000 people would claim to be Christians. The main religion is atheism or traditional beliefs. The government is a communist dictator. Leader is Kim Jong-un. They rank very high on uh, pressure against church life, national life, community life, family life, and private life. Almost 100% as bad a pressure as there can be, violence is at 63%. And you can pray for strength and courage for the Christians who suffer in prisons, labor camps, and remote areas there in North Korea. And we're going to try and mention one of these every single week to keep on our own personal radar and in our prayers our brothers and sisters in Christ that are there in countries where the gospel is, is persecuted or there is pressure put on Christians. They don't have the freedoms we enjoy. It's hard for us to even imagine in America what it's like to not be able to do what I'm doing right now, talk about the Lord on the radio, not be able to do what I did yesterday, which was have a men's Bible study at a local restaurant in public without fear of any kind of intervention. 
we can meet publicly. People could come and go. We weren't offending anyone. We weren't worrying about people coming in and breaking up our gathering. We can meet publicly at church like we're going to do here at Harvest this Sunday at 10.30 a.m., and we have all this freedom. The question is, what do we do with that freedom? Are we being faithful stewards of the freedoms, all the blessings and the benefits, the trappings of being in the United States of America, all the things that so many men and women have fought and died for to protect for us? Are we using those freedoms for God's glory? I know we're using them to be prosperous, and if God prospers you financially and gives you a secure job and a retirement plan and a home and you know, you, you're able to check off all those American dream things, okay, that's good, but why did God give all that to you? Is it just to squander it on your own self, or is it to use it and leverage your freedoms to be able to help get the gospel around the world? You can do that through praying for those believers in other countries and the people that are taking the gospel there, the pastors and the missionaries. You can give financially. We give a significant amount to missions every year through our church. The hub, as I mentioned earlier, all their proceeds go to missions projects, all the proceeds above and beyond the cost of doing business down there with the coffee. Um, And then people privately give to missionaries and church planters around the world. You can do the same thing. If you have any questions about that, just contact me here at Harvest. Contact us through the Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. I can get you connected to ways you can give. And then some people go. Have you ever considered going? Maybe it's just going on a short-term trip. Maybe it's just for, you know, one-week trip, using your spring break, using a week of your summertime to go on a short-term mission trip. Maybe it's longer, giving your whole summer, giving a semester, giving a year to the Lord to serve in one of these places where it's hard to get the gospel to. And maybe for some, God's calling you to go and live your life in a foreign context so you can share the gospel with others. We just had people here at our missions conference that were doing exactly that, and God's blessing that. Maybe God would call you to do that. I'm glad that God called others to do that for us here, and that's how we ended up with Harvest Baptist Church. And that's all I can say about that. Now, I hope you have a church home to visit this Sunday. If you don't, please be here at 1030 a.m. and visit us at Harvest Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. And that's it for Live Till 5, fastest two hours of my life. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.